I think that's why you and I are so compassionate and passionate about getting the word out because I don't know why anybody would not want to experience it. You can't deny the testimonies that I've seen, that I've posted, that people have experienced. And once they've experienced it, they want to tell other people about this. I'm surprised that more people don't know about how much healing can go on. That's what I think makes me like the most saddest too. And I might cry. Kerry here for the Carnivore Diet Movie, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcasts. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www carnivoredietmovie.com and once you're there you can sign up for free to our email newsletter and once a week we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes uh, we'll tell you about new meetups we'll give you special invites and things like that completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder people have been loving these we offered them on our 24-hour live stream you can purchase these right on the website and every proceed every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary and the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards they're completely customizable and you can engrave them Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. How did you initially find Keto Carnivore Diet? Um. Well, gosh, this was almost 27 years ago, I was uh, 16. So you can do the math if you want to, but I wasn't feeling well. And so I went to my family doctor and at that visit, she told me I had something called PCOS, which we now know as basically a type two diabetes that affects female fertility. Um, I was also given three very powerful drugs, prescription drugs, one for depression, one for my IBS and one for acid reflux. And I swear it was fate that had me take, I had a beautiful golden retriever, but she was mm. losing patches of her hair. And the first question the vet asked me was, what are you feeding her? And it's interesting because the doctor said it was nothing I was doing wrong. It was just the cards I was dealt. But let me tell you, I worked at a coffee shop where before I'd go to school, I'd go to this coffee shop and I would make the scones and the muffins and the cinnamon rolls. And then I'd do my thing at high school. And then after school, I would go back to the coffee shop and we'd close like at 530 and whatever didn't sell, I got to go home with. So you think I'm kidding, but I knew what days were busy. And so I would make extra cinnamon rolls just till I would have dinner. Mm. So I was like living off of sugar and carbohydrates and being told that you can't have your own children at 16 with that PCOS diagnosis was pretty mind blowing. And there wasn't the internet back then, but if you look into what causes PCOS, it's pretty clear it's excess, excess caffeine, sugar, and carbohydrates. So I was like, oh man, I had like an IV of mochas in my arm. And so I didn't want to live off of chicken breast and broccoli. And so I just kind of started recreating my favorite things like cinnamon rolls into, you know, exotic protein foods. And the reason like people are like, so if you're carnivore, why do you still write recipes that are keto? And this is what I like to say. If you would have told me at 16 that you're only going to eat meat and that's it, I wouldn't even have tried. Right. So I feel like we're, we're all on this journey to getting better and wherever you're at, like, I'm not a judgy person. Please don't be a judgy person. I'm trying to help people along the way. That's really cool. You said a couple things there that make me like you even more. Golden Retriever. <laughs> Golden Retriever was my, our first dog and we absolutely... Aww. We love dogs. Golden retrievers are just awesome. Yeah, yeah like you said, you, you took your dog to the vet and they said, what are you feeding them? That's been my big pet peeve throughout my life. All the different medications I'm on, all the ailments and issues I've had, the doctors never asked me, what are you feeding yourself? But yeah, yeah the vets ask us about our dogs. It's kind of crazy. 
Well, what I did was I, I started feeding her, them raw beef and like ground up raw beef. And like a lot of times when you go to uh, like a butcher, well, maybe not anymore, but uh, a lot of the organ meat nobody wants or the tongue or the heart. And so they would grind that up for us. And that's what we would feed her. And it was like her hair grew back so good. And uh, I felt so much. I also bow hunt. So when I shoot a deer, I will also use the scraps for to this day for my dogs. Mm. That's so cool. I want to get into bow hunting myself. We live on 20 acres. I have so many deer here, but I grew up in the city. I'm like a city slicker, moved out to the city, got a homestead, and I've never gone hunting with anyone before, but uh, I'm oh, going to, it's on my to do list. Yeah, if you're ever, well, th this brings up my second question for you. I was going to say, if you're ever in Wisconsin, I'm in Wisconsin. I heard you say something about Wisconsin in a video. So I was going to ask you, are you from Wisconsin or do you have family yeah. here? You uh, are. I grew up in Medford, Wisconsin which is North Central. And uh, we still live in Hudson, Wisconsin in the summertime. It's just in the wintertime, it's like that. <laughs> and um, Also, I, I can get into this, but one of the reasons why we did jump into carnivore hard was about 10 years ago, Craig was not feeling well and he was diagnosed with Lyme disease. And to manage his pain, like he noticed as soon as he cut out all the plants, his pain got hundred percent better. And even if he would have like a little bit of like someone made us burgers and he, they put a little garnish of like, uh, what do you call it? Um, it was cabbage. What is it called? Coleslaw. They put a little coleslaw on top of it and he was being kind and he just ate it. There, it was like tablespoons. It wasn't a lot. And he was in pain for days after that. So, mm. um, one of the reasons we came to Hawaii in the winter time is in the uh, winter, he gets that cold and dryness causes his pain to flare up mm. and he feels so much better here. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll stay here for the summer, winter. Twist, twisted your arm. Yeah, totally. I'm in, I'm in central Wisconsin too. I'm in Montello about an hour north of Madison. Maybe not as north as, as you are, but hey, if you're ever, if you're ever in the area, that'd be yeah. awesome. It's we, like uh, where Devil's Lake is, right? Yes. Yeah. We're about 40 minutes from there. Yeah. I go beautiful. there all the time. I love to hike there. Same. Yeah. My family does too. Nice. That's really cool. Small world. It is uh, a small world. Yeah. My wife and I, we purchased our small town movie theater like a year ago, but Montello's like there's 1400 people. So it's really, <laughs> it's really a small town, but we're looking forward. You mentioned the documentary. Once it's done, uh, we're going to be premiering it at the theater, which is going to be kind of cool. So. so cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, You've been doing this for a long time. I don't even know where to start in terms of asking you questions. One of the things I was doing a little, uh, I've watched your videos and I've seen you online. You've written books and the cookbooks and everything. I was doing some research and I found a Reddit post and they said, what do you guys think of Maria Emmerich? And it was like, she saved my daughter's life. It's amazing. And then I started reading on your webpage. The whole reason I'm doing the documentaries to help people that are hopeless. For me, it was depression and anxiety was the big one. I lost a whole bunch of weight, but... Those success stories, that's my whole goal with the documentary is it's like those documented stories and examples of other people overcoming something I think are more powerful than anything. And then I saw on your website, you have a whole success story section. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> that's just incredible. It goes on and on and on forever. What's cool about it is, you know, some people I'm working with like intensely a lot and like I'm on the phone with them a lot. Some people... I just give them free information. Like we have a lot of free Facebook groups. So there's five of them, one for kids, one for carnivore, keto, uh, protein sparing. There's a lot of them. And some of them just go there because they don't have the funds. And we just give them tips and tricks and what to do and uh, free recipes because I've been blogging for the last, I don't know, 17 years, um, you know, free recipes on there. And people are like, you said, okay, I could help you personally, or here's a bunch of free information. Um, you know, and they said, I love that you offered free information. And that's how I lost 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, yeah, I want to be able to help everybody. And, you know, not everyone can do a phone consult or whatever it is. And uh, we interviewed Felicia, who lost over 200 pounds. We interviewed her last week, we just posted that on our YouTube. And she said, I bought your this this keto book over here, she bought that keto or read, got it from the library. She didn't buy it. 
she got from the library and she's like, I just followed everything you said in that book from for tea and I lost 200 pounds after nothing worked. She tried everything. She, there's a, some weird diets that she did. And she's like, I would always lose weight at first, but it always came back and I was always hungry. She's like mm. this, I was finally not hungry all the time. And now she's carnivore because it just works better for her life. That was my big epiphany on carnivore too, was like, I did it to lose weight. All these other things happened, but it was so natural where everything else, all my life, all the Weight Watchers counting calories, everything I did was, I always was like, this is just weird. This doesn't seem sustainable. Yeah. I feel like I'm starving myself sort of thing. So with that person you just mentioned, she lost a whole bunch of weight. Did she have other uh, sort of off-scale victories as well? She, well, she did, but she didn't like to go to the doctor. So she's like, I probably should have been on a few medications, but she just never went. You know, she definitely noticed like she probably had high blood pressure. Uh, she definitely had like diabetes where she had infections in her toes and stuff. Like they were going to have to get amputated. Um, but just changing her diet, she never had to have those surgeries. So I think that's just fantastic. And it happened quite quickly for her to reverse that. But yeah, she didn't like to go to the doctor. She wasn't going to take medication. So for anyone that's watching too, by the way, I'm going to have links to Maria's channel, her website, oh, Facebook, everything in the description. Definitely go check it out. I, it puts a big smile on my face every oh. time I hear those success stories. It's like, how can you not be fired up and want to share this with more people? It's oh. it's the weirdest thing I've I've realized with carnivore too. It's like, it seems to work so well for like everyone. I mean, maybe not everyone, but the vast majority of people. Uh, well, it's interesting because everyone's like, everybody's body is different. Sure, we have different hormones and things like that. But if you look at the biology of how we process food, it's the same. Like our cecum doesn't look like a koala bear. It's not long and circular. It's very short. It looks like a lion. So this is why when you eat a lot of broccoli or cauliflower or whatever fibrous thing it is, you get gassy. Like that's because we are not supposed to process that fiber, you know? But it's just hard because, you know, I think the, the vegan community is strong and I wish that more people would be more pro carnivore. I think people fear that, you know, we're ruining the environment, which, you know, we're trying our best to prove that that's not true. Um, but like the testimonies, like, I love that you're doing this because you can't argue with that. There's a woman who we also interviewed, her name's Melissa, and she had dementia so bad. She couldn't remember anything. She could barely live by herself. And so she went to live at this, um, what do you call it? Uh, assisted living place. Um, his name is Hal. He opened a bunch of assisted living homes in Arizona and he exclusively uses my recipes. Mm. And in only two months, she reversed her dementia to the point where the, the cognitive test she scored like a 15, which is in the dementia range. And then two months later, she scored a 30, which is you don't have dementia anymore. It's like you and I are like a 30, you know, mm. and two months like and she lost 80 pounds. And she's loving the food. She's loving life. She's like, I'm finally living again. You know, that's incredible. Yeah. That's that's been the biggest eye opener for me going down the journey of doing this documentary was I knew about the weight loss. I knew about I had IBS that was gone. My sleep improved some of those things. But then some of these crazier things like you're talking about dementia, uh, mental health issues, like not just depression, anxiety. I've, I had a woman on my channel the other day that was diagnosed with autism. Um, I'm like, this is and then, and then I like you do one video and then all of a sudden you hear all these comments from other people like, yeah, it happened for yep. me, happened for me, too. And you start hearing more and more of them. The most interesting thing for me when I started doing the carnivore diet documentaries, we're trying to cover different which obesity, type 2 diabetes, women's health, heart disease, uh, IBS, autoimmune disorders. Um, and then recently we added cancer. Uh, a gentleman named Jeff DeProsperous approached me and he's like, I want to tell my story. I'm doing carnivore and I'm just thriving. I have stage 4 cancer. I'm terminal. They gave me months left to live. That was over a year ago. And he's like, my chemotherapy, it's so much more tolerable and bearable while I'm doing carnivore diet. He has, it, his energy is insane. We went to film him for a week. I could barely keep up with him. That's he awesome. just, just did chemo like two days before that. And um, yeah, he's, he's fired up and passionate about it because he's like, I just want other people to know that this is an option. If you're diagnosed with cancer, sure, do the standard treatment. If you got to do chemo, you got to do whatever. But people should know that uh, 
metabolic therapy, fasting, and eating the proper human diet is an option. It's helping a lot of people out. And they don't ever tell you that. He was just given this sort of hopeless diagnosis, like go do your chemo and that's that's it. Make the best of the few months you have left sort of thing. I have copious amounts of cancer testimonies if you need them. Co like a lot, a lot. Really? In pictures of their tumors shrinking, um, just they're, they're fantastic. I actually have uh, certified keto coaches that work underneath me. I, I coach, teach them how to help people. And there's one woman named Lisa who... Um, she works in a cancer ward, basically the doctors always refer her to help her with them with the keto and carnivore lifestyle. And the testimonies just coming from her is the doctors, they weren't believers at all. And now they're like, go to Lisa, Lisa's, Lisa's your girl. And she herself had a traumatic brain injury and re, you know, basically healed herself with the keto carnivore lifestyle. I would love to talk to you more about that because, um, the whole thing with the documentary is we're going to follow people for a year that are just starting and we're doing yeah. that now, but there's already so many people that have it documented. And that's my big worry with the documentary is we've got some incredible stories. We're in the process of documenting right now where they're three months in or six months in, but I, I fear we're going to get done with the documentary. It's going to be wonderful. Those stories are going to be amazing, but then people are going to say, well, those were just 12 anecdotes or whatever versus no, there's so many more. And it's, it's a tricky thing for me is, how to convey those many more testimonials yeah. like you have. I got to, we got to find a way to just kind of quickly do that within the documentary without making the thing four hours long sort of deal. I know. Right. Well, we, you know, Dr. Westman, Dr. Eric Westman. Yeah. He's been bugging me for years. He's like, with all your testimonies, so I, I post them online every once in a while. He's like, with all your testimonies, you should do a book. And it. if it's just a collection of all your testimonies, but it'd be hard to keep up because I mean, my inbox right now, I have 88 unread messages and about 90% of them are just testimonies that I haven't gotten to because I'm very proud of everybody, but I just have to like somehow document them somewhere. I don't know how, but my husband's pretty good at keeping those in a file. It's interesting you say that too, because it's something that is completely new to me. Um, I did my 30 day update on carnivore and the video kind of took off and then I've done more videos and they've kind of, they're resonating with people for one reason or another, which is a good thing, but I'm getting so many emails, just like you said, in comments and it's, it takes a huge, I'm not complaining at all. It's a blessing, but it takes a huge toll. It's always, I don't know if this is the case for you, but they're almost always essays. They're pouring their whole heart out. And now that I've been doing more stuff with cancer, I'm getting a lot of folks that my wife was just diagnosed with cancer. My doctor's not telling me what to do. Can you point me in the right direction? And things like that. It's, uh, yeah, Pulling it's hard strings. Yeah. Uh, but the testimonials, it's just amazing. Like you, it's like, it's like energy. <laughs> you read one of those. It's just, how can you not be fired up to get out there and want to do more videos and share this with more people? Especially when kids are changing their lives, you know, kids with autism or seizures or cancer, whatever it is. I think that we need to start earlier because I think we live, cause my kids are, uh, 13 and 14. And they've been keto their whole life since we've adopted them. Um, they're more carnivore than they are keto because they just prefer that food. Um, but I'll get comments on TikTok or Instagram, whatever. It's like, just let them be kids, you know, just whatever. It's like, okay, so we let them be kids and then they turn 18 and they have a sugar addiction and all these metabolic syndromes. I'm grateful that I changed my life at 16 because now my friends are in their 40s. And they're like, help Maria. Like, and I'm like, it's, it's hard to change your habits that are 40 years old. It was easier when I was a teenager, even though I was bombarded by sugar, but I'm a very stubborn girl that when you say I can't do something, watch out. Cause I'm going to do it even harder, you know? Right. I, I totally feel you on the kids thing. I, I hope we're going to look back and be like, what the hell were we doing with our kids now? It's, I look at sugar like it's an addictive drug. And then you go in the grocery store and the cereal boxes have cartoon characters on it. And it's like every single event in our lives is sugar, sugar, sugar. You go to a birthday party, it's birthday cake. You go to grandma's house, she's giving you candy. And from all the things I've learned, like I used to think, yeah, it's, it'll rot your teeth. It's not, you're being dramatic. It's not that bad. Now, everything I've learned since then, like with Professor Thomas Seafried, you have chronic inflammation for long enough from eating sugar and seed oils and this other junk, you end up with cancer, you end up with dementia, you end up with Alzheimer's, all of these things. It's yeah. just crazy. That's so cool. Your kids have been doing it. Can you, I, I know you're biased because they're your kids and you love them, obviously, but are they, 
are they different than their peers? Because my friend Jeff, I mentioned earlier, stage four cancer, he has two boys, similar age. I think they're uh, 13 and 15. They're both uh, keto, mostly keto, and his older boy's carnivore. And they are, they're into sports. And they're tearing it up. Like I said to Jeff, I was like, do you feel guilty at all? Like they're beating everyone else, like on the physical side. But I noticed it too, just their demeanor, um, their attitude. They just seem like just joyful, happy, good, good boys. It's noticeable. I'm probably biased looking at it that way, but. No, I feel I'm biased, but we, I mean, we live on the beach right here. And so sometimes there's a bunch of boys that want to play football and they go down there and the boys will have to. Their, their friends will have to take breaks to have a snack or to rest. And my boys just keep running and they're, you know, it's just, and my oldest one is just, he doesn't even work out and he's just all muscle, just a hundred because he's more carnivore than anything, but he's just so strong and I'm just so proud of him. And he's very, very smart and no, their sleep is great. And I just, I don't know. I, I do. I think that they should, I'm surprised nobody wants to study them because they have been, you know, very, like, they don't know what sugar is um, to the point where when there are kids around and they're, you know, the kids have snacks or whatever. And they're like, you know, that's just sugar. And I'm like, maybe we should just make friends, you know, like, <laughs> we don't have to educate them, but they, they do, they want people to feel better. That's, that's awesome. I, I always, I like to imagine if the next generation of children, imagine if they were all eating just the proper human diet. I always try to simplify things and it seems like so many of the problems we have, it's just humans have escaped so far away from what is natural. That's like the simplest thing, mostly in the food we're eating, but also not getting sunlight, sitting under fluorescent lights, breathing in recirculated air. It seems like so many of the problems in the world are just, we're getting further and further away from what's natural. And it's kind of scary because it seems like it's happening faster and faster and more. Have you watched Idiocracy? Oh, a long time ago, yeah. I know, but it's like becoming more and more true. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Scary. So you've talked to you talked to so many people had so many transformations. One of the weird things with me on Carnivore after I've I'm only on day 310, so I still have a long way to go. But I did keto. I did keto on and off for you. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www dot carnivore diet dot com and once you're there you can sign up for free to our email newsletter and once a week we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes uh, we'll tell you about new meetups we'll give you special invites and things like that completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder people have been loving these we offered them on our 24-hour live stream you can purchase these right on the website and every proceed every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary and the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards they're completely customizable and you can engrave them Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Years. Um, I love keto when I was doing it. It was like the best thing that I ever did, but I could, I can't, I have, Dr. Barry says some people have a, mod, a, a dial, like a carb dial. I just have the switch. It's on or off. I can't have any carbs at all. I just go nuts. So I always would fall off on keto. Um, but anyways, doing carnivore now for 300 plus days, I had these weird like carnivore epiphanies, like, oh my goodness, things are so crazy in the world right now. You go to the grocery store and everyone's sick. And that's kind of the thing with our documentary, Healing Humanity. Um, so a lot of folks I'm talking to, I keep asking them, it's kind of, I kind of know the answer, but I always like to hear what people say is, does humanity need healing? hundred percent. Yeah. I think, you know, they're just removed from compassion, from kindness. Um, I don't know if that's what you're getting at, but I do think like healing for like physical reasons. Sure. But like, I feel like their kindness is gone. 
um, their compassion is gone. And when you're living in a fog and you're not feeling well, you want to bring people down. I don't want to bring people down. When I, when I was depressed, I didn't want to bring people down. But I definitely understand hurt people hurt people. And I see it a lot that people are out there and they just want to bring you down because you're feeling good. You're not sick. Um, so I think that type of healing needs to happen. And I think it can happen. And I've seen it happen with people that are really low and just disgusted with their life and not happy with their life. Food is huge when it comes to that. And I've had to deal with a lot of uh, sadness in my life. Um, we, the first child we adopted died of malaria. My husband, when we were adopting the children, lost his job and we lost our house. We had to sell our cars. We were so poor. I rode my bicycle to the library to write my first book. Hmm. Like we had nothing. Um, and it was all like to, my first book was to raise money for our adoption. That was the whole point of it. Um, and I feel that if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have been on this diet, I wouldn't have been able to handle the stresses and the sadness as well as I did because I didn't curl up in a ball and want to stay in bed all day. I was like, all right, that really sucks, but I'm going to struggle and get out of this hole. And even when I didn't think we'd ever get out of the hole, I kept digging. I kept trying to get out. And I think that there comes a point where a lot of people give up and they just let the sadness and depression take over and they give up on life and give up on experiencing life. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was thinking about this more before because it seems like my one of my biggest things that I've overcome now eating the proper human diet is brain fog and fatigue, depression, anxiety too. But I always had this brain fog and I knew I had brain fog before until I got out of it. And then I was like, man, that was really deep. Yeah. And that was kind of my big epiphany afterwards. I feel like most of humanity eating the standard American diet, they're, they're sad. <laughs> like you said, they're, they're eating the standard American diet and they're sad. And it's because they're sick. It's, it's almost like they're impaired. I can kind of tell when I talk to people and when I think back or I watch old videos when I was that way, it's almost like they're walking around drunk or they're, <laughs> they're impaired they're, and they're, yeah. they're too tired to do anything. Because I, I was asking this question to someone the other day. I'm like, I've met so many carnivores, people doing keto, proper human diet. Every one of them, it's always, it always clicks. And it's always like, this person is just awesome. They're so cool. Like, what is it about carnivores? And I was like, maybe it's because you have to be brave to go against the grain to do it. And maybe that's what I like. But I, maybe that's part of it. But it, I think what it is, is other carnivores have the energy yeah. and the motivation to make human connections with other people. Whereas before, I'd have been like, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to go sit <laughs> on the couch. I'm going to do the bare minimum to just get by because I don't even have enough energy to like, my brain is hurting. It's full of fog yeah. and fatigue sort of thing. So That's sad. Yeah, I know what you're saying though. Totally. Yeah. So the, the whole healing humanity thing, it's got several different meanings. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it seems like it's all tied together. You, you heal your mind and then your body sort of follows. And then all these other things started happening for me, um, like exercising and getting natural sunlight and grounding and all these things I never would have imagined doing before. Oh, but I know. Do you remember having to run the mile in school? Yes. Yes. No, no, no. My mom remembers I tried to break my leg so I didn't have to do that. <laughs> And like, little did I know they were just going to make me do it like, you know, a few months later, but now I run every single day. Like I hated exercise. I hated it. And now like it's for me, it's where I have really great ideas and I never run inside. I'm always outside barefoot on the beach. Like it's just, it's totally different. I, and I do actually, I prefer to run in the Wisconsin winter than this heat because mm -hmm. I can go faster and longer and, I don't know. I, I like to be cold when I'm running. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's been my new thing is uh, going on blizzard walk and talks on my YouTube channel, just yeah. short sleeve shirt and going out there. And I don't know it, there's something to it for sure. Get out there in the, get out yeah, there in nature. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you've, you've worked on so many things over the years. What are you working on now? What are you passionate about right now? Well, at the moment we're doing a carnivore challenge. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but we have, uh, thousand people signed up. Um, I think it's just around a thousand or just under, and they already lost, uh, 1300 pounds. Mm. Um, so it's a specific carnivore for weight loss challenge, but obviously other benefits are coming along with that. 
So that's been really, really fun to see that unfold. Um, but I'm always, you know, writing new recipes. That's just kind of a fun, you know, thing I like to do. But the carnivore and uh, keto certification. So that's the thing, like, some people get com competitive in this community. To me, it's like all tides rise, all ships type thing. Mm -hmm. And the community and the people that are look coming to this are growing so fast that I can't work hard enough to keep up with my clients. And so I have coaches underneath me. And what's nice about that is if they don't know an answer, I'm right there. I'm like a second away to, from answering their question on you know my phone or whatever they need. Um, so kind of growing the community of people, you know, getting the word out there, I think is important. And that's why I'm so proud of you for doing such a, you know, commendable job of getting the word out there because I'm an introvert. Like I, I love people, but I'm way more happy when I'm bow hunting or in the, you know, hiding on the, my paddleboard with the humpback whales. Like I'm just, I'm a quiet person that way, but people like you that are doing the work to get the word out there is very commendable. So thank you for doing that. Oh yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I get uh, weird when people say that to me because I was just like you, like I, I would hate to be going on a phone call, talking to people. I had so much anxiety. I would never do any of this, but as a carnivore, it's completely changed 180 well, for me. I don't want to, I don't want to make that, Okay, so I'm not, I don't have anxiety about this. I, it's not that I don't like doing this. It's just when I'm done with being around a lot of people, because I speak at, you know, I speak at a lot of events where there's thousands of people, which I love. But when I'm done, I need to go hide in the woods for a while, where right. that's the true definition of an introvert. That it's not that I don't like people, it's just afterwards, it, it draws my energy, where my mom, after a party she wants a bigger party you know like she's a true extrovert like it gives her energy so that's all it's not that i like i really look forward to talking to you so i don't have anxiety about that i just right yeah, yeah no i was just saying it more so everyone always says to me like oh you're the carnivore cheerleader you're so hyped up about this you're so excited about it i'm like I, I am, I guess it's true, but I, it's so funny because like when my wife and girls hear that, they're like, dad hyped up, dad excited. I am now, but it was just such the to the polar opposite before this, yeah. but it's yeah. changed so much for me. It's hard not to be kind of fired up about it, but. How old are your girls? Uh, we have a 19 year old who, uh, I could do a whole documentary on her health issues, but she was diagnosed with endometriosis um, at like 16, similar to you. Uh, she had a couple of blood clots during the height of the pandemic. Uh, wow. We had to call an ambulance. She had open heart surgery at age 13. Um, yeah, she was put on, I, I just, I hate this whole thing, but she was, she was put on birth control pills because not for reproductive reasons, but because yeah. she had, um, she had HS all over her chest, just horrible, painful skin condition. It was flaring up. It looked like acne. And um, well, they're like, they're like, her hormones are out of balance. Let's give her these birth control pills. We're like, that's crazy. This was at age 13. Like, I'm not going to give a 13 year old. They're like, no, everyone, all the kids now this day, in this day and age, they're all getting their periods younger and they're getting worse. And their hormones are imbalanced. There's a small chance she should get a blood clot from it. So anyways, she took those. They didn't help with the HS and she got a, two blood clots in her lung, almost ended up in the hospital or ended up in the hospital, almost died in the house. Wow. And now in retrospect, um, I know you've talked to him. Huge shout out, Dr. Robert Kiltz. That guy's amazing. Uh, I've, I've, I've interviewed him and I was asking him so many questions and it's just like, the whole reason she got it, similar reason that you got the PCOS. It's just escape from what is natural. And she was eating caffeine and sugar and she wasn't eating the proper human diet. Sorry, I could ramble forever, but she went on no. carnivore with me. Yeah. This HS she had for five years. We went to five different dermatologists, thousands of dollars all over Wisconsin trying to find the best experts. None of them mentioned nutrition. It was pills, pills, pills. And then they wanted to give her this injection that was going to shut down her whole immune system. We didn't do that. I think it was around day eight on carnivore, half her back cleared up. And by day 30, it was all gone. After like five years, I'm not even exaggerating. At one point, a couple of years ago, she's like, I just want to die. This hurts so bad. None of these doctors are helping me and it's completely gone. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah I, and that fired me up for this. That's another reason I'm fired up for this too. And then uh, I also have triplets. My wife and I have triplets, 16 year old triplets. We have all four, all girls. So wow. You are and, busy. Yes. 
my one of the triplets emma was vegan for five years and she was suffering so bad and she saw me doing carnivore and i think around day 30 or something she's like i didn't even tell her to people are like you made her do this you're forcing her to do it like why are you doing this to your kids kind of the same thing you're getting with your children um she's she decided to do full-on carnivore against my advice too i was like you need to do keto you need to ease into this you need to be careful she did full-on carnivore and for some reason she didn't have keto flu or any symptoms right. she's just thriving she's, why was she vegan she uh, loved animals. she loved animals and she was brainwashed by some documentary out there yeah. and and she's since uh yeah she's she's since started a youtube channel of her own which is kind of cool and she's talked oh, about it more funny. how dishonest some of those things are that's what fires me up about like the veganism thing too i i i feel for people that have a big heart and compassion for animals mm -hmm. but i've made the argument in fact my daughter emma she made up these shirts called compassion carnivore and yeah. her argument is there's no more compassionate way of eating than carnivore or lion diet we're so fortunate right down the road from us uh our neighbor does regenerative farming we get grass-fed cows the cow lives a long happy life we've actually met the cows i've done videos with them one cow dies and emma or myself we get hundreds of meals off of it emma's done she just did a video recently she's like you know those pesticides they point on plants they kill 70 million birds a year and that doesn't count the deer squirrel fox all the downstream effects of that she's like just to have a salad the amount of death and destruction and that's a slow horrible death so uh yeah i don't think there's any more compassionate way emma since realized that starting doing more videos on it but She's like, it's awesome that vegans have the big heart and the compassion, but you got to look at the facts and the do truth. They, do yeah. they awfully mean and picking on me? And I know all the, they pick on all the carnivores. Like, if you're really that compassionate, you wouldn't be doing that. Right. Um, because I'm not spending my time picking on them. But yeah, I get a lot of hate for bow hunting. Mm. I don't gun hunt, but I do bow hunt. And they think that I'm cruel and you know, not compassion. It's like, no, that animal, like we honor that animal. And we like, it had a beautiful life gallivanting in the oak trees. And like, I don't know. And it, people don't understand there's a limiting factor. Mm -hmm. If I don't hunt, it's going to get hit by a car. You might die in a car accident hitting it. Uh, the It'll starve to death. Like we have so many deer, you know, like Wisconsin and mm -hmm. in Hawaii. Um, I had 12 deer tags. 12 deer tanks like that's unheard of but that's because in our area we're right i can see minnesota from our house so there's so many deer and not a lot of hunters so me i was you know got 12 deer i didn't take 12 you know i took one because i don't need 12. um but yeah i don't know it's just people think that i'm cruel and i'm not yeah and if you didn't kill the animal too, some other animal would have killed it just like the, the food chain and it would have had a horrible death. It's yeah, that's that's the thing I was, Emma was trying to get across in one of her videos. It's like if you want to be alive on this planet, other animals are going to die, whether you're vegan or carnivore or whatever you're doing. So yeah, really, if she, I got an argument with someone before, I was like, if you really wanted to limit the amount of death and destruction for animals, you'd eat carnivore. Like, how can you argue with me? I get one cow, I get 400 meals and millions of birds are dying for you. Then you yeah. just hear crickets and then they go away. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. So also, it's like, it's like, it's a modern diet. The vegan diet is a modern diet. I, uh, have you ever seen the show called alone on the history channel? Yes. My kids, when they were really little, we used to watch that. I haven't watched it lately, but, uh, I remember there was, uh, he was a vegan for like 17 years. And if anybody doesn't know alone is, uh, people get put out on Vancouver Island and just are left alone and the last person you could always push a button to get rescued by a boat or whatever and the last person out there wins money or something but nobody knows when other people are out so you don't know if you're the only person out there you don't know if there's one person left um but there was a vegan who went out on the show and he quickly gave up his like 17 year old vegan lifestyle because he knew he couldn't spend the time foraging for food like he's like, I need to catch one fish. I need to focus on shelter, water. And it's interesting, the people that usually would win, they would usually make broth with the fish and drink the broth and every like get all the nutrients. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. I, I and I'm on the same page with you too. I did a video the other day about how I'm never eating fruits or vegetables again. And <laughs> 
that fired some people up for sure. I got a lot of vegan comments on that one, but just everything else aside, I know like Dr. Chafee talks about uh, plant toxins and plants are trying to kill you, but even that aside, just the amount of pesticides, it was always funny to me that you would take a plant or vegetable and you'd sprinkle some water on it under the sink and be like, yeah, I got all the pesticides out. I, I watched this video the other day where they juiced some fruit and they extracted the pesticides that were remaining in the interior of it. It was crazy how much was in yeah. there. They were like, there was enough in there. They could have put it on other plants. And then you have the Roundup and the glyphosate and all this crazy stuff. Now they're saying the pesticides have forever chemicals in them if they weren't bad enough like that. So it's like, what was I doing before I'd eat a salad with 14 calories in it? I probably the energy it took my body to process it probably didn't make up for that. And then you got to deal with the pesticides and the Roundup and all that stuff in there. I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I don't have a car. I have a bicycle. And when I ride bike past this, cause we live in the country, when I ride bike past this field, it said Roundup ready crops, like super proud. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like hold your breath kids. Don't, don't right. Breath. Yeah. Oh, that I started going down that roundup rabbit hole as I do the more carnivore stuff and get more to net eating more natural and trying to return to whatever's natural for humans. You start learning more and more. And I'm like, I don't think I want to even go down this rabbit hole with the roundup stuff. And it they say it causes it. It's the cause of leaky gut. It breaks the blood brain barrier there. That's what it does to the, the bugs. Like when a bug eats it, it blows them up from the inside out. That's how it kills them. So what do you think it's doing to us? It's right. blowing our intestines up, causing autoimmune disease because the food can now leach into their bloodstream, causing an autoimmune response like that's. But I, I, I don't know if you've gone down this rabbit hole, but everything we're putting on our skin, you know, all the lotions and potions and makeup and all this toxic chemicals like it's and all the sunscreen. I, I, I'm a big I believe in sunblock, which like a, a zinc oxide, that type of stuff but all the toxic sunscreens like we even have signs out here please don't use these sunscreens and go into the water because our ocean the coral reef is completely dead because of all the sunscreen and if it's killing the coral reef just think of what it's doing to your little baby when you're spraying all that sunscreen on them yeah i i've gone down that rabbit hole a little bit in that I, for some reason when i started carnivore i'm like I do nothing anymore. No deodorant, nothing. No. The the sunscreen one was always crazy too because it's like, oh, let's get out in the sun. Let's go to the beach. And then we do every, most humans do everything they can to completely cover themselves up so they don't get any sun. Then they come home, take a shower, wash it off, and then sit under the lights until two o'clock in the morning. It's so backwards. It is backwards. It really is. But So you've talked to so many people and had so many testimonials. Um, one of them... If you don't mind, I just want to pick, pick your brain a little bit for the documentary. So the mm -hmm. one area we're lacking in besides uh, we got obesity covered is uh, type 2 diabetes and then women's health, which we touched on a little bit with PCOS. Do you have m some testimonials or anything sort of remarkable that stands out in, in those cases? Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds. Like you talk about endometriosis. Uh, I, I just posted up on my Facebook a uh, woman yesterday who said she, you know, she was in her 40s by the time I was working with her, but re reversing the endometriosis finally. I mean, just think about that, all that chronic pain, the pain so bad where you're basically can't do anything for one week out of the month. You know, that's how bad this pain was for her. Um, but like women's health, whether it be, are you talking about like fertility or just reproductive health, fertility in general? Yeah. What's really cool is... <laughs> when you get these pictures of women holding babies and they never thought they'd be able to have their own children. Mm. And it's really, really special. Um, we went down the road when I, I met my husband when I was 17. And when I met him, I was that I, I was told I couldn't have my own children. I was married before I could legally drink alcohol. And so we just made the decision instead of going down the fertility route, that there's a lot of children that need homes. And so we just started adopting and we were going to adopt more until he got sick. And then it just kind of became this, like, how do we heal him first? And then now it just, now I'm old. <laughs> but um, when it comes to, like, I just wanted to explain that because everybody's like, why don't you have your own? It was like, we just made the decision, like, and if we adopt, we just want to adopt children. We don't want, we don't want them to feel like they're, you know, not a part of us in a way. I don't know if that makes, makes any sense. That was just our decision. But the fertility testimonies, yeah, I can send you like a bunch of them and their contacts if you want to. But yeah, just 
in their 40s told that they could never have their own children and you know boom they're pregnant and what's really funny is when they actually do adopt a child and then oh my gosh i'm pregnant on my way to go pick up the adoptive child too right um but yeah a lot of especially like really intense menstrual cycles like that's that's not a thing that shouldn't be a thing right that's not natural to be so debilitated that you need to take off school or work like that's not normal and trying to get their cycles to be more regular. And I do use a few natural supplements to help speed the process up, but food is definitely important, but there's something that food can't heal once you've been down that rabbit hole for a really long time. So I think supplements are important, but they're just, they're natural things they are not any like weird chemicals or anything like that. Um, but, uh, and then you said about type two diabetes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have thousands of people getting off of insulin, uh, you know, no more need for metformin, all of it. Like I have thousands. So whatever you need in that, uh, but like, there's so many of those, so many of those. So that's so, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk some more on the, on those things. I, I I'm like rookie level on some of this, like on the type two diabetes, I have family members. I have a cousin who lost half of his foot's amputated from type two diabetes. And in my mind, before I started carnivore, it's interesting because the whole reason I started carnivore was actually because of a type two diabetes video that Dr. Ken Berry did. It was like reverse type two diabetes. I, I just happened upon that video amongst all the other ones I was watching. I was like, you can reverse type two diabetes. I thought you just get that and we're stuck with it forever. Cause all of my family that has it, we're, well, we're stuck with it. But meanwhile, I see them now and we go to, you know, it's like a birthday party and they're eating cake and they're drinking Pepsi and they're just, losing their limbs they would rather have the birthday cake than a foot it's just that's a, insane that's a food addiction for real but the you know to reverse insulin resistance reverse type 2 diabetes you have to shrink the fat cells and gain or maintain your muscle as you lose weight to help more places for glucose to go mm. and this is why i had a woman uh actually she demanded to come see us in hawaii and she was on vacation so she came over here and she's like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to get liposuction again. She already was on like two different insulin, like really strong, powerful meds. And I said, you know why that's the exact opposite of what you want to do? Because everybody has a personal fat threshold. That's where I have different amount of fat cells than you have. You've all met very thin people. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www carnivoredietmovie.com and once you're there you can sign up for free to our email newsletter and once a week we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes uh, we'll tell you about new meetups we'll give you special invites and things like that completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder people have been loving these we offered them on our 24-hour live stream you can purchase these right on the website and every proceed every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary and the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards they're completely customizable and you can engrave them Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. People that have type 2 diabetes, most people have, um, it's, kind of, it's called the Asian paradox where uh, they're usually very thin but they still have type two diabetes. That's because they don't have a lot of fat cells, but the ones that they have are stuffed full. This is why if you get liposuction, you are more likely to get type two diabetes mm. because you no longer have as many fat cells to stuff. So if you do not change your diet, you just go and get liposuction thinking, oh, I'm just gonna lose some fat that way. This exact opposite of what you wanna do. You want to shrink the fat cells with your diet and gain muscle so you have more places for glucose to go. And it's completely, it's totally easy to do, but you have to do the work. Right. You have to go against that sort of 
unfortunate social norm that oh we just eat sugar and it's fine and all this i think that's the toughest thing with uh, carnivore and keto is getting over that just everyone's just like this is just the way it is and it's really hard to break something like that yeah you just have to be you know stubborn determined people like we are and yeah like when i go to family events like do my siblings eat this way do my parents eat this way no but they know my family eats this way and this is what we're going to eat and it's been so many decades now they're just used to it but it was hard at first like they definitely wanted you to fall off the wagon but it just made me want to prove to them the opposite but i know that not everybody has that mental i don't know stubbornness like i do right (laughs) but that's where the communities i think are important yeah i'm glad you said that because you talked about the coaching and again i'll have a link to your website there below i used to be cynical like you just eat meat. Why do you need coaching? I've, I've since changed on that. But can you talk a little bit about why is coaching important? Well, it, it, it can be one of my free communities or more intense coaching because, yeah, like what happens when you start cutting out sugar and carbohydrates? Your mom's going to make you your favorite pie because people are really triggered when you change. They think you're going to, you know, change. It's like, yes, I'm changing for the better. I'm, I don't want to be sick anymore right? But, you know, there's candy at work, there's donuts at work, there's, you know, you ha- you only have so much willpower in a day, like this has been a proven fact, you only have so much willpower in a day. And when you use that up on maybe with work or your family, things like that, at the end of the day, this is when people fall off the wagon, because their willpower is totally shot. Right. But this is why it shouldn't be in the house for anybody, because nobody needs that crap. You know, like I know that there's some very, I won't say what doctor it is, but a doctor in this community is like, oh, goldfish. Yeah, I let my kids have them. I'm like, what? There's nothing but like food dye and chemicals. Like, why would you let them have that? You are a pioneer in this space and nobody needs that. Nobody does. Teach them young. So just don't have it in the house. But, you know, there's other ways to enjoy food. I think that there, do you enjoy the food you eat? Oh. I, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I 100%. I kind of feel bad, though, because I said, you know, as a carnivore, I have no more addictions. And then I'm like, ah, I think I'm addicted to ribeye because I love it so much. But it's different. It's a different kind of appreciation, I think. Right. It's appreciation. You enjoy it. There's a definite balance to being obsessed by food and enjoying life and enjoying what you eat. Like, I don't want you to eat stuff that you really hate. So I hate to toot my own horn, but people are like, I never thought I could do this until your recipes kind of opened up. Like I have a carnivore bagel and it is just, it's made from meat. It's pretty awesome. Like, and people are like, I can't believe this is made from ground chicken. Like, it's just weird, you know, but I want people to enjoy the food. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's okay to enjoy the food where it doesn't become an obsession and that's all you think about. But you enjoy every bite and you move on with your day because you're full and satisfied and life is good. I don't think that I could keep my teenagers on this diet if I didn't make good food. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. The whole coaching thing too. I think you're you're so right. That was one thing I realized after doing carnivore, you get a family get together and it's like, people want to pull you down. Like, Oh, come on, just have a cookie. Just walk. walk." And like relentlessly, it's like, no, I'm fine. I don't want it. Like shut up already. (laughs) They just keep doing it. But I, the thing I realized with the coaching too, because like I said, I was sort of cynical. Like, you just eat meat; it's not that hard. You, ha- we're in a. I'm a carnivore in a world of people addicted to sugar, and sugar is everywhere, and people are eating junk everywhere. So to have a like-minded community or someone you can talk to or a coach, hugely valuable. I get that through these YouTube videos, which is unique yeah. to me. But most people don't have a YouTube channel to talk to other carnivores. Um, well, it's the whole idea behind. I know this is not Alcoholics Anonymous, but the whole idea behind AA is you become a sponsor to somebody else. So you're kind of, you put this pressure on yourself. Like I have to stay this way because I'm helping others. Right. So that's the whole mental, you know, idea of you are in charge of helping people in your YouTube community that kind of helps you stick to the diet. And that's, that's one thing where when you become a sponsor to somebody else, whether it be with food or alcohol. And what's really sad to me is you'll never see food addiction in a dictionary ever. I doubt it. Because the whole world is, and they don't want to say that that is an addiction, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's so, so destructive. 
but yeah, it it's a social norm that we've all just come to accept and got to break it. I, I was watching this video the other day. The guy was talking about positive deviance and he gave this example, but he's like, Maria, you're a positive deviant. I'm a positive deviant. We're doing something differently, but we're having incredible success. You, whenever there's a big problem like that or there's a big social norm that's hard to break, it's usually the positive deviance. You get an example, you elevate the voice of them, and then other people are like, whoa, what is she doing? Like, I'm actually really miserable right now. Whatever she's doing is working. We got to look a little closer at that, however she's deviating from things. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm proud to be, you know, different than society, and I feel better now than I did as a teenager and more energetic than I was then. Um, it's a joke that I'm the energizer partner. This is like the longest I'll sit down in a day because I'm just always up and about. I usually work while I'm moving. So I don't know. I just, I don't know why anybody would not want, I think that's why you and I are so compassionate and passionate about getting the word out because I don't know why anybody would not want to experience this. Right. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel bad for people because sadly the majority of people, they're never going to know what it's like to just, and what is it that we're feeling? We just feel like a proper human. This is what everyone should really feel like if they weren't slowly poisoning themselves with all these sugars and seed oils and foods. But so many people are going to live their whole lives, not living one day like this. I'm like, that is so sad. Yeah. I'm glad you said seed oils. Cause like, I don't think that's addressed enough in this community. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to talk about that more in the documentary too. That's another rabbit hole to, to go down, but it's almost like uh, oh, there's like 60,000 products in the grocery store. It used to be like every single one has sugar except the couple that I eat, meat and eggs. And almost everyone now has seed oils too. It's like every single thing. And it's. I know. And that's where I think keto, you know, carnivore has a leg up on keto in many ways, but that's one big one because you could still do the you know, the craft mayo or the ranch dressing, or, uh, we went to Joe's crab shack. This is, this is before we had kids. So it must've been, you know, 16, 17 years ago. Do you know Joe's crab shack? Yep. It's a restaurant. We get our crab and I said, Oh, do you have some melted butter? And he brought it. I said, is that just butter? And he's like, no, it's a butter oil mix. I said, can I just have melted butter? He's like, okay. He went to the kitchen. He comes back. He's like, we don't have any butter. It's like, you've got to be kidding your restaurant. He's like, it's all a mix. I was like, well, pack it up, dude, because we're leaving. We, mm -hmm. we went and had a picnic because I was like, what? I can't believe that. Right. Oh. Yeah. Wow, good stuff. I, let me see. I had some other questions here. I can't believe it's been 53 minutes already. This is great. I know. I so, feel like we're kindred spirits, though. I really do. Like I do. From Wisconsin, Golden yeah. Retrievers. Yep carnivores <laughs> seriously if you're ever in wisconsin well you're in wisconsin but if you're ever in the further south if you want a cool place to hunt it is just it's like you were saying earlier on the deer it's like an infestation of deer there's so many of them out here i'm like i gotta get out there i've and made so good seeds on fair hunting right <laughs> right yep yeah or you can have you have you and the family out to the movie theater sometime that'd be cool too the no, movie theater we run is want to see your carnivore documentary for sure yes yeah yeah, I'd love to talk to you more and uh, possibly feature your story in it too and maybe talk about some of the these crazy testimonials you have. That would be amazing. I, want, I mean, just a little thought. Craig, I, I don't know if you know the story. There's, I don't expect you to, but um, Lyme disease is prevalent in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And he had an old football injury, so he didn't think – he just thought his back hurt because of this old football injury. And it got worse and worse and worse. And I said, dude, you're in your forties. Like you need to figure this out. And turned out, well, he got the traditional Lyme blot test, which is 90% inaccurate. So it's a false negative. Ask any veterinarian this, that happens with animals too. And so actually my publisher who published these books for me, he has Lyme disease. And he said, Maria, you want Craig to do an Igenix test? I was like, okay, it's very expensive. Insurance doesn't cover it. So he got it tested and sure enough, he had Lyme. And by then it was like 10 years, he had it for a long time. And it caused his immune system to be so weak that he now has something called ankylosing spondylitis. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. It's where your joints calcify and basically turn to bone. Mm. So he can't really move his upper body at all. Um, but that's exactly why carnivore has helped him because it's not gonna stop. And that's why I love carnivore, but this is what bothers me. like. 
just eat carnivore. You're not going to have autoimmune. Just get eat carnivore. You won't get Lyme disease. Like you still can get bit by a tick and get Lyme disease. Right. Like, you can't help that. So, but carnivore has definitely made it going from like, even like I told you, even having a little bit of coleslaw on a burger cause intense pain for him. Um, but I think his story is very special, but then how, instead of him getting upset about it, he's like, I think I was meant to have this to help other people. Mm. And he's used that to help other people. And he's the one that keeps uh, account of all of our testimonies. So having him, we could both be on one if you want to talk about that. Yeah, like, for sure. We could just go through, because he has, um, we have a lot of people reversing kidney disease on a mm. carnivore diet, which is everybody thinks your kidneys go to kaput if you eat too much protein. Right. But going from like stage three kidney disease to re complete reversal. Um, so yeah, a lot of testimonies he has in his back pocket for you. That's awesome. Yeah, let's definitely stay in touch and talk some more. We're still in the really kind of early stages. We filmed Bill Nod in Alaska, uh, Maggie, who's the 83-year-old carnivore. She's been eating carnivore for 65 years. Wow. She was crazy. You should she flexed for us on camera. She's ripped. She just nice. incredible. I could barely keep up with her at 83 years old. She's just nice. running circles around us. And then it. we're we filmed Jeff DeProsperous in Canada for uh, the cancer segment we're doing. And then we filmed Dr. Tony Hampton. So, um, but we're we're like we're picking up momentum now. So, but it's a long process because a lot of the initial people we're filming were following for a year. Uh, Bill was 700 pounds stuck in his house for four years in Alaska saw my YouTube video, said I needed help. And uh, we flew out there and started filming him. He just hit six months. It's incredible. His just suicidal depression, anxiety gone. He's like, I have my life back. Wow. He's going to the end of the documentary that I'm not putting any pressure on him. He wanted to participate in all this, but the end of it is going to be him walking out his door into the beautiful Alaskan wilderness after being stuck in his house for years and years and years. I have no doubt he's going to do it either. Just the progress he's had so far wow. has been incredible, but but yeah, I, I would love to talk to you and, and your husband some more for sure. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We have like, you know, other, we interviewed Twyla and she lost 270 pounds and she was a lot like him. She didn't want to even go to the store, any store, because if she had to go to the bathroom, she couldn't fit hmm. to a bathroom stall. Like all these little things everywhere she went, she brought her own chair because she broke, broke so many chairs in her life. Like, I don't even think about that, you know? Right. And that's why people think they don't realize that they're that heavy. It's like, no, they live with that every single day. They mm -hmm. know exactly how heavy they are. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. They know that like they've tried everything. So like we point up, point the figure at them. It's like they're, they're trying, but they're trying what their doctors are telling them to do. It's not working. Right. With an addiction, with the addic addictive substance, substance in everything, everywhere. It's crazy to try to overcome it. I know. That's why. What do you think about the whole Ozempic thing? I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, my whole thing is now is just everything natural. We just got to get back to what is natural. And that's yeah. definitely not, not natural for me. I know. I know it's hard because everybody's like, Oh, but it's helping with my addiction. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like there's so too many risks, too many side effects, thyroid cancer, and now, like, so say that they do eat those things with all the GMOs and the um, the Roundup Ready crops and stuff, that actually sits in their stomach longer. So what is that doing to their intestines, right? It's really right. making their intestines blow up. Right. Yeah. The, the unintended consequences, the downstream effects, all those things. It's always like, just trust us. It'll be fine kind of thing. I'm like, no. I, I feel great just doing the most natural thing I can think of to do. And so I'm just keep doing that. It's, it, it's really not anecdotal whatsoever. You can't deny the testimonies that I've seen that I've posted that people have experienced. And once they've experienced it, they want to tell other people about this. I'm surprised that more people don't know about how much healing can go on. Um, I was interviewed and someone made a comment of me being able to change millions of people. And I said, millions or like, how many books have you sold? I was like a couple million. And they're like, those, those people just think about all the testimonies that I have gotten. There's definitely people that I haven't gotten their testimonies. I was running the beach the other day and a woman came up to me crying. She's like, are you Maria Emmerich? Is it really you? And I said, well, yeah, it is. She's like, 
you know, she looks super healthy and she's like, I was so sick and you completely changed my life. And uh, I was riding bike on Christmas day down the street and a uh, minivan stopped and like, oh my gosh, it's Maria Emmerich. Everybody in the minivan jumped out and took pictures with me. And I think it's the coolest thing to get recognized for is helping people become their better self. You know, like, I don't, I don't think I'm famous by any means, but to be recognized for something that I just wanted people to feel better. You just want people to feel better to be recognized for that. It makes me feel like it's like the happiest moments in my life. That's awesome. And you said millions. I would argue it's even more than that because think about it. Each of those, it's like the ripple effect. Each of those individuals, like I did carnivore. Now my mom is doing carnivore. My stepdad's doing carnivore and both of my sisters are. And then whoever else anymore, but those four are now, they're inspiring people. So if you count the ripple effect, multitudes of millions, multitudes of millions. Cool. Yeah, like uh, the woman Felicia I told you about, like now her family is. And that's what I think makes me like the most saddest too. And I might cry <laughs> that my family won't do it. Mm. And I love them so much. I just want them to, you know, I don't know what it is. It's like, I know Dr. Barry calls it like the pampered butt syndrome or whatever. If I diapered your butt, I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. Mm. But I would just be so sad because my grandpa had his first heart attack at 32. And then he had two more that took his life. Like if my dad dies of that, like I'll, I'm going to feel like it's my fault for not pushing it more, you know? Right. I don't know. I feel I feel for you for sure. I struggle with the same thing. And you know, I hear people say like you can't change anyone. They have to they have to get their own why or they have to get so desperate they want to do it. But then the really sad thing is, and I don't want to say this to make this worse for you, but my thing is now I'm talking to people like Jeff DeProspers who has stage 4 cancer. He's like I waited too long. He says he says I think I caused my cancer. Um but he I talked to um Lee Copus. He lost his colon. He's like, it was, I waited too long. Now I have no colon. I have a colostomy bag for the rest of my life. So it's a sad yeah. truth that some people aren't going to do it until they get so desperate. But I know, but I do have to say like my parents, they're not on any medication and they pay, they're in their seventies and they play pickleball every day. They do water aerobics. Like they're very active, but I still, it would be, you know, I think I'm just waiting for those testimonies. I think I won't be satisfied. I think that's why I work so hard until I get them. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry for getting emotional. No, no problem. It's uh, it's so funny. I say I don't cry. Carnivores don't cry. I ball all the time. Oh. <laughs> it's a carnivore. I get these testimonials from people, or I'll see like this guy Jeff. I've been filming with the testimonial he gave me. I I've watched it like fourteen times now, and every time I watch it, I start crying. I can't wow. can't not cry. It's some powerful yes. stuff there. So. Anyways, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm going to edit this together. I'm going to promote the heck out of it. I well, I, I love you. what you're doing. Send me your address. Send me your address. I'll send you some things. Yeah. Uh, is your wife more keto? Yes. So she jumped on, did carnivore with me, and but she was with my daughter, Emma. She was vegetarian. My wife was for five years. And she jumped on just like Emma. I told her not to. And she got keto flu really bad. And then she got this meat aversion. And now she's... Say, are they digesting protein very well? Um, Emma's doing great, but Jen, my wife, no. So yeah. she, she took a step back and now she's like eased into, uh, keto and she's yeah. doing like 20 carbs and now she's trying to get more into ketovore. So she's taking really slow baby steps. Trying oh, to get my back into ketovore, so she'll love them. Yeah. Send all of them. Awesome. Thank cool. you so much. Thank you. Just keep it in touch and we'll do anything you need for promotion. We're here for you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Likewise, if I can ever do anything for you, please, please let me know. And yeah. Come say hi sometime if you're in Montella. That'd be awesome. We go deer hunting. I will. Or <laughs> cool. I will. All right. Talk to you later. Bye now. Bye.